don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most live. Hey, hey, oh, yeah. you did the countdown. <laughs> yeah, Last time on Silver Screen Breakdown. Serge, yeah, yeah, Serge Palm was saying that. I think it was Rosero Dawson and kids. Was it Rosero Dawson and kids? Rosario Dawson, young Rosario Dawson. He might, yeah. he might be right. I haven't seen the one in. Uh... I haven't seen that movie since I was in high school, but the first time I watched that movie, I was in the fifth grade. That shit was crazy. I never saw it. Never saw it. We'll put that one on the list some, somewhere down the road. Yeah, she's the one in uh, Clerks, Clerks 2. That's what she is. Yeah. There we go. Is hey, Rosario, Clerks Do- Rosario yeah. Dawson's bad. I saw her in Sin City. Actually, I've met her. My she's friend in there. My my friend here, she she chefs for her, actually. Oh, sweet. She chefs for her, her father mostly, but she just hey, skipped out no. of town uh, last week. Okay. But uh, last, I saw her in Sin City. Remember Sin City? With, Fuck uh, yeah, Bruce we Willis? have to review that. And yeah. that's the only movie that I've seen her in. Really then, fucking good. Robert Rodriguez. Briefly online. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? What's his name touched on it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tarantino. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he had a little, like, little co-directing type of shit. Yeah, he, he directed. I think it was just the one scene is what it was. But yeah, but on last sin- time on, sin- on Super Screen Breakdown, <laughs> our man Dale. We see him all over the city. He's delivering his subpoenas. He's visiting his 18-year-old girlfriend at high school. He's picking up weed from our man Saul. And then he witnesses Ted and a policewoman take out an Asian, just an Asian man, shot him dead right in front of Dale. And Dale was involved in a hit and run. And now we're here where he goes right to Saul's house. He has nowhere, no idea where he's gonna go and he goes right to Saul's house. Smart move, Bogey, or dumb move? I think it's smart because he needs to, immediately you go from being a customer to now you need to have like dealer level information. You know what I mean? Like I need, who is this fucking guy? You know what I mean? He remember he, right. he rolls up to the house, he's so shook up and he fucking, he's yeah, yaks. You know what yeah. I mean? Just oh, blew, all over his printer. Threw up on my printer. Did you break it? <laughs> and you know, it's funny too. Is I bet you he yeah, got that yeah, printer. He probably got that printer for like a quarter of weed. Like, I'm like, yeah, I got the printer. You know what? Like, yeah. That's my new printer, man. For throws up over And James Franco's got to be high as hell and just woke up from sleeping. And it's so brilliant because I really feel like low key, he gets money from these fast food joints because like he is re- in other movies. This is the end or whatever. Uh, he rep- remember they're eating the Carl's Jr. is loving on the Carl's Jr. And in this one, he references chicken fries from Burger King. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> chicken fries. You know what I'm saying? But the, and, and look at this. So now, because he need to know everything he need. He, he's got to get his gumshoe on. You got to reverse engineer the shit now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And with all the days of being a pothead, a paranoid pothead, it paid off. Oh, yeah. And Nelson, what do you think? Do you remember James Franco during the scene where Seth Rogen's going crazy? Yeah. But what do you think of him, like, acting-wise? Because he changes a lot throughout this uh, this whole scene. Well, at first, he, he wasn't believing him, right? And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're crazy. And then he convinced him to leave. Yeah. So it, it seemed believable to me because I thought, okay, he's not going to go. He's, but he here's the thing, though, too. It's not a big deal. He made a fatal, he made a fatal mistake. Cause he called, he you know he called his guy, he, he called his plug. You know what I mean? Well, that wasn't yet. 
Not, not yet. Oh, that didn't happen right there? Okay. No, I don't this, think, I don't think it, it called anybody there. No, and here's pretty much oh, what happened. Oh yeah, it's, you're right. Because they get, they just, he just get, he just convinces them enough to leave with him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't gonna leave at first. And and so, well, because he convinced Seth Rogen's character. He says, no, 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 because you covered your tracks, and they don't know. But then he totally threw the roach out there. Everything. <laughs> and then they everything. Chase back, and they say, okay, well, maybe you might be right. Okay, but then it, it, but then it dawns on showed up right But after, it dawns too. on him. You're the only guy that got it. Fucking. Clean up your stuff. Fucking... Let's go pack out what you need. We could get yeah. out. Yeah, and you know he packed up a bunch of weed for sale. <laughs> weed for yeah. roll ups. Get it all. Let's go. But James Franco, it was just a wide range of emotions just throughout that scene. Because first he's like tired and he's like, "What? What's going on?" And then he shot him. What? He was like, "What? A lady <laughs> man? That's a massacre. What happened?" And <laughs> he just tried to put it all together. And then like, real quick, he's like, "Wait." They saw you when you came here, and then he like runs to the window, and he's yeah. like, no. and then he like calms down again. He's like, wait, 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 wait. They're not, they didn't see where you went, and yeah, that. And then yeah, he starts trying to like calm himself down in that sense, like well, he, the, he the, does, the false lie. He was trying to be comforted by the lie. He's like, no, you yeah. know, and he's, he's thinking the, way, he's thinking way too rational, and that's the thing about when, when motherfuckers is high, like my girl all the time. She'd be like, you're hella paranoid. But I'm just thinking like, I don't know. Hold on. You know, we pull up to the Target. Hold on, don't get out of the car. You know what I'm saying? You got a piece of scene real quick. You know what I mean? That's real shit. You know what I mean? I, is, am I crazy? I just I don't know. I mean, you know, know I, crazy I than... See, I ran with some stick-up kids, though, too. And I've been robbed before, so I know. You know what I mean? I've been on both sides of that barrel, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never <laughs> been robbed before. Stuff. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, guys. They get out of there, like, just as, what's their name? Something in Math, what's his name? Something in Matheson. <laughs> I forget, I forget their names, but it's Greg Anderson. <laughs> yeah, Matheson and Bud Lofsky. There we go. Matheson and Bud Lofsky. They break into Franco's house. It looks like it's right after they leave. They don't find anything. <laughs> they notice the throw up. And then they call Ted. Yeah, it stinks in here. <laughs> they call, weird. They call Ted. And and then at least we know who sent them at that point. And they're just like getting the Franco and Seth Rogen. They're just getting the hell out of there. And like, why can't we just go to a hotel, motel, or Holiday Inn or something? Why can't we just go nowhere? <laughs> hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. That's an another yeah. tribute. Another tribute right there. I mean, I mean and you know, you know what's dope about these? You know, uh, this is what I love about it. Like some of my favorite directors are Jewish. Like I, I do love Adam Sandler's directing and Seth Rogen's directing. They have a style, and a lot of times they're incorporating classic music from their upbringing. You know what I mean? You, you watch a bit, any of Adam Sandler movies; it's chock full of music. You know what I mean? Same thing with any of Seth Rogen's joints. Yeah. So they just take off and they go to the woods, <laughs> and they're getting some. They're, they're getting some talking going on, and uh, one of the things <laughs> that they realize: oh, it's the cops that are in on it. What if they can triangulate our phones? What's crazy is that these two dumbass stoners in are a stroke of genius. <laughs> he's like, remember, he throws the phone, but he's like, wait, we gotta find it and smash it. Yeah, what was it? He uh, yeah, they, they could triangulate, you know, they, they could triangulate the phones or whatever. And, but James for Seth Rogan, he smashes his right on the rock. Like right there, yes, yes, yeah. yes, let's do it. And what up, Peacock? Just saw Peacock. 
in the house on the SSB channel. What up, Peacock? And, uh, and James Franco winds up and throws it but misses the tree. He's like, oh, what are you doing? He was like, how often does someone throw things? I'm rusty. I was trying to hit that tree. <laughs> yeah, He's it. like, oh, maybe they can't even triangulate the phones. <laughs> like, you were very convincing. Like, I trashed the whole phone. And uh, so now they have uh, now they have no phone. And oh, wait. And then what? Well, actually, sorry. I forgot. We skipped the part. This is where Bogey said, didn't he call the dealer? They did call Red before they smashed the phones. They call Red. Wow. Budlovsky and Matheson are there. And Red's just trying to get any kind of information out of Saul so they don't kill him. It's getting real. Very real. Yeah, <laughs> real quick. And uh, so where's the SSB? It's pretty much pretty much like heartfelt moments like from these guys after that. After they uh, after they break the phones. Yeah, James Franco's like, oh I'm cold. And he was like, Oh, you want to wear my jacket? <laughs> And oh yeah, just out of nowhere. BFF. Yeah, yeah. They, they start. <laughs> it's fun. well because to James Franco they are friends. To Seth Rogen they aren't. You know, and it's just one of those weird, those weird, awkward like sub subplots throughout the movie is their friendship. And <laughs> the funny part in this is just just out of nowhere. He's like, oh my god! Ah, just Franco starts running, and Seth Rogen has no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> Bolt Franco runs into a tree. Seth Rogen trips and hits his face on the rock. <laughs> they go back to the car. He's like, what was that? He's like, I saw something and then I heard something. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> what do you think of, of them, of Seth Rogen turning on talk radio and forgetting to turn off the car? I remember that, that intricacy. So he turns on talk radio right when they go back to the car. And then they wake up 18 hours later, or whatever they said. <laughs> and but the car oh. because he left the top. Oh yeah, they woke up in the morning. In the morning, some. I remember that. I do remember seeing the scene. I don't remember. I can't remember the specifics of it. And it wasn't in the morning. They woke up at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I like you said. Every now and then, there's some scenes I just that, that don't stick. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I remember what was the context of it. He wakes up, they wake up, and he's like, man, what time is it? And he's like, oh, it's 3 o'clock. And he's like, what? It's 3 o'clock? And he was like, oh, wait, it's daylight savings time. He's like, oh, okay, so it's only 2 o'clock. It's only he's like, oh, wait, but then we went forward. He's like, what? It's 4 o'clock. <laughs> well, I do remember that they were still on the run then during that scene, weren't they? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. pretty much on okay. the run this entire time, right? Yeah. And so they got to go get to, uh, they got to get to Red's house. And so that's pretty much where they start heading and they, <laughs> the car ceased to be alive. And James Franco just didn't understand the concept of the car dying. <laughs> and uh, so they try to hitchhike and they're just there. They end up getting a ride though. And they make it to Red's house. And then we get introduced to Red, Danny McBride in person. And <laughs> yeah, one of the parts that I like, I'm just in here trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. Their hat nod to Breakfast Club. And we already know that Matheson and Bud Lofsky had been there. And Danny McBride is pretty much going to turn these guys over at uh, the first, like, shot of anything. Well, do you have any takeaways from that from that big scene? No, no. I do have the fight scene. 
And before we before we pull up the fight scene, one of the things that they wanted to show off was Danny McBride having herpes. And he was like, what is that on your lip? And he was like, oh, it's a cold sore. He was like, I've never had one before, so I started to cry. And I was like, man, he's like, that's herpes, huh? He's like, you know how many joints we've shared? <laughs> <laughs> and Seth Rogen's like trying to like, you know, just ask him questions without asking him questions. And like James Franco's like being super like, oh yeah, he's a process server and he was outside of Ted's house. No, 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 no. And like Seth Rogen doesn't want him to tell anything because he's freaked out about Red. He thinks Red's going to dive him out. But James Franco thinks that Red's, you know, his homie, you know? And he said, because of an experience where they went to the, where they went to a party and he had, uh, he had a girl who he didn't even know give him a hand job. And uh, that was one of the things that sparked his loyalty towards Red. But on a dime, Red turns on everybody and a big old fight happens. And I got a little piece of that fight for us to check out. You gotta break the door. Are you gonna pay for it? Get you another bong, all right? That's my cat's birthday. Hey. <laughs> birthday happy birthday. <sighs> all right? Some, I have a package in the mailbox. This ends now! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, was that too uh, much? <laughs> yeah, he still, you know, has feelings for him, even in the rough times of violence. Yeah. Uh, you know what's amazing? Okay, how many times have you seen this flick? A bunch. A lot. Dozens. That's why. Because I'm thinking, how do you guys, like, I miss it on scenes. I'm like, these guys probably think I didn't watch it. But I'm starting to notice now that when you watch it once or even twice, it's hard to remember to recall it until I see it. And when I see the scene like that, it's okay, yeah, I saw the scene. But if you didn't show that, then I don't really remember the scene because there's so many scenes to process I don't know, I have all these scenes and then talk about it as much as you've seen it. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> this fight scene was intense. It was really intense. And uh, most, I'm pretty sure that the guys were doing their stunts the whole time. And uh, that was one of the things is they wanted to be involved in all these fight scenes and stuff and uh, really make a dope action movie. And uh, this was one of the things, this was one of those fight scenes that like, man, it was wild. And when, once again, that scene was reminiscent of true romance scene, too. They even showed the toilet a couple of times there. It's like, okay. They even showed the toilet a couple of times because yeah. she ripped off the, uh, what's her character's name? Or uh, not Rosanna Arquette. Arquette, what's her name? Yeah. Patricia. Her, 
Yeah, Patricia Arquette. So her character, she takes that and smashes him over the back of the head. Yeah. So that whole that total that whole fight scene totally reminded me of the true romance scene. So it wasn't not nearly as intense, but it was still quite dynamic though. Yeah. And Peacock said, "Gotta watch movies like this three times in a row. Instant classic for sure." No so- kidding, Peacock. I feel like that. You give me six hours to watch it like back to back. Then I'll be able to talk about it intricately like you guys. Classic scene. And so, yeah, now Red is all jacked up and it's funny. They like tie him up in a, what's it called? In a wheelchair. They got duct tape all over him. They're trying to figure out, you know, get some answers out of him, you know, finally. And he tells them, you know, yeah, they know that you're, they know that you witnessed them. They, they found the joint and all that. And then Budlovsky and Matheson show up. <laughs> and so they take off. And he was like, I forgot bros before hoes. Red. And he's like, just go out the back, go out the back. And as soon as he, those guys come in, they just ran out the back. Dale then it's all go, go, go. <laughs> and, but they, they get away. They get away. Nothing, nothing happened after that as far as like those guys running away but right a- after Budlovsky and Matheson they they call Ted and they ask they asked read all the questions that Ted asked and right at the end they're like all right Dale Dent not Asian okay perfect okay now kill Red and they shoot him they both uh, they both take a shot they both take a shot at him and <laughs> he's like you guys shot me I'm gonna die now probably <laughs> But Red, he just keeps taking a lick in the entire movie. And, yeah, it's funny. I thought he was done because they shot him in the stomach. And shooting him in the stomach was what? What was that from? That's from another movie, too. Uh, shooting him in the stomach. Which and one? the line goes like this. What you do? The guy gets shot in the stomach. He says, hey, you can't kill a cop. That's oh, Scarface. Yes. Oh. See, there's some things I do know, man. You ask me certain questions, I can answer. There you go. He, there killed, you he go. killed that thing. That yeah, boy. man. There we go. All right. That is correct. And, uh, <laughs> they shoot Red, and he's, oh, I'm dying now from this, probably. And uh, Red, Red, that shit on his lip, got some shit on his lip. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Peacock says that by the end of the movie, he's all fucked up for sure. He shouldn't have even been there at the end of the movie, but somehow he was. Oh, we thought you lost you there. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so after after they shoot Red, we catch up with Dale with Dale and Saul, and they just you just see them just kind of running across town. And uh, he's like, "We got to go to Angie's house, man. We got to go to Angie's house." <laughs> he goes in there, and uh, he totally forgets about the dinner. And so he runs in the house and he's like, whoa, shit. He's like, oh, dang, this is the dinner. Oh, yeah, the dinner. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Yes, I'm supposed but to yeah. be here. Dinner. <laughs> and then in comes James Franco, though. You feel me, though? And before that, too, they're like, they're like, yeah, you stink. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're like, damn, what's wrong? And he was like, oh, I was bird watching in the forest. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to come clean. I witnessed a murder. And oh, we should call the police, the mom says. We can't call the police. They were the murderer. And then the dad's like, man, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Get the fuck no, out. He's, he's really looking at, it's, it's also too, looking at Amber, Amber too, like, come on. Like, you know <laughs> he's 25. She's 18. So they're already being open-minded enough, you know, to meet him. Yeah, but they're definitely at odds about it. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she was 18 in real life back then. 
Yeah, she time, was. was she? She was like yeah, she was probably older than that. Yeah, because right. Well, she's, she's like 36 my age. now. That was a two, that 2008, right? 12, 15. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she was 21. Yeah, she was born 86, same year as me. So, yeah, she was older than 21. She was yeah. like 22. So the mom and the dad are, they're not like, they're not liking what's going on. And the dad's like, are you fucking high? And the mom's like, you are high as a fucking kite. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to my room to get my gun and I'm coming back. I'm not fucking with you. And the dad was like, wow. He's like, and the dad's because he's like, listen, man, there's about to be two murders, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they run into the kitchen and then that's when James Franco comes in. He's like, oh, we got, they're coming. This is now. And then Amber Heard grabs him from the fork, stabs him right in the shoulder. <laughs> and then it goes all the way. Yeah, that looked painful too, the fork. Sure. It takes a lot of force to stick a fork in there and draw blood. For sure. Yeah. I don't know that from experience. I'm just saying from the, the scene itself. Well, especially where she stabbed him, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty, that's muscle and bone. She got right to it. You feel me? He's not James Franco. He was, he's not, he's not the biggest guy. You know what I mean? She, anyways. Uh, she was very swift in doing that somehow. She is. She's, I mean, and the dad comes in with his rifle and just comes in and shoots like two or three shots off. Mm-hmm. And uh, doesn't hit anybody, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's ready. And then you see Bud Lofsky and Matheson outside. And he was like, what is that? That was a gunshot. And then they pull out their guns, ready to get in there. But they all go out the back. The uh, Amber Turd and her family take off. And then James Franco and Seth Rogen run off. And when they get in the crib, though, it's funny because this is like a run-on joke for... Uh, what's the other guy? Yeah, and it's... Yeah, for Matheson, right? You know, he just wants to ha- go home and have dinner, man. You know what I mean? Oh, no, that's Budlovsky. Go home. Oh, Budlovsky. Yeah, he just wants to go home and have dinner, man. That's all he yeah. want to do, man. And so when he sees, when he walks in and there's the dinner set up, he's like, still warm. But you know, they, they, what's his name? He's oddly like fingering the fucking couscous. Touching the food. He's like, mm, it's still warm. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He's just like, you know, that fool's bad. He's like, man, I want to go home and have dinner. He's fine. These fools kill him. Go home. <laughs> and uh, so they're kind of, they're kind of like, the cheap rental version of the of Pulp Fiction characters. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? They're just the two hitmen are out there just like, you know, let's just go kill them and go home. You know what I mean? Big time. Yeah. Do you, do you think those guys were an ode to a hat tip to anybody? Nelson, specific? What, go- sorry? The two goons, you think they were based on anybody in particular? Oh, no, I think you said that earlier. I agree. Pulp Fiction. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's definitely because they're hitmen and they're and it's, you got the black guy and the white guy, but but it is like the you know like the knockoff version because they're yeah. not all suited and booted. You know, this dude's wearing. Yeah, it did remind me of someone else though. I couldn't put. He was wearing British Nikes, bro. Remember BKs? Yeah, what? He couldn't wear BKs and be a blood out though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it was funny because Red brings it up. He's like, man, I had y'all over here for fish tacos. Y'all gonna do me like this? And he's like, bringing mud all into my house. And he's like, Matheson, you're wearing British nights. I ain't seen the people wear those since like early 90s. You and know what? Yeah, uh, Alex, I will say this. They're, the dynamic between, the dialogue between the two is very similar to how they do Hollywood movies with cops, though. I'll say yeah. that. Like you yeah. got 40, 48 hours. You got the what Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, because you got like um, kind of out, I think even with Emilio Estevez, like a lot of the dialogue was kind of even those guys who were criminals. I thought about that too. Yeah, where they it, talk it, like they, they were partners in the cops. Yeah, kind of. and instead of like good cop bad cop, it's like 
you know, bad killer, worst killer. And like, they, you could tell they've had some type of history together. They've been killing together for a while. Cause you know what I mean? He's just like, you know, he's because, yeah, because about, you know like, what? bro, you getting soft on me, bro? Yeah, cause I will say this dialogue between the two is like the cops, you know, let's say Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, but the image was Pulp Fiction. One, one but the dialogue the between Travolta and Samuel Jackson was not like that. It wasn't like that, but the image, they had the same image, but the dialogue was more like the cops that you see in movies. And it's like, and you do have the court, that you do have the similarities as far as one cop has, one of the guys has a family, and the other guy don't, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just want the, he's about the action, Elizabeth, man, fuck that, you ain't going, no dinner for you. Yeah, what did he say? Yeah, I, you didn't used to need discretion. He, I, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, well, you did something. I seen it. I can't remember what he said. Like, yeah. I see you ripped a man's jaw with your bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> and that was definitely a hat tip to hat <laughs> uh, always I see you terrible, man. John, with your bare hands. It's funny. It's funny. Peacock said, British Knights are making a comeback. I saw a release. Derek said, I had some BKs when I was younger. I was like five. Peacock said, I rocked at least three pairs throughout elementary school. All 90s shit, right? Mm-hmm. I had a pair of BKs, but then, you know what I'm saying? My cousin's like, you can't wear that shit, blood. Derek Lincoln. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, you can't wear the, can't wear the hey, blood. Hey, by the way, Derek's coming out to Vegas, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I get to meet Derek for the first time. Yeah. Right? We're all going to just... Oh, we're gonna get all all right. Down with the hey. DL. See, when I see Derek, I'm going to hit him with one of these. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm still mad. I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm still mad you beat me in Jeopardy. No, oh, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm like, you're giving me this fucking kid. That's, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> so now we get a little throwback to Ted and Rosie Perez. And they call the, uh, whoever's the leader of the Asian mafia is what I assume. And it's funny because two of the, uh, the Asian henchmen, Ken Jong and Bobby Lee. <laughs> just super funny how they're like the IT, you know, security team for them. And uh, they're a big part of their crew. And uh, yeah, shout out to Bobby Lee. I fucking love Bobby Lee. Oh, yeah. And San- product of San Diego. Oh, yeah. And uh, so fucking Ted starts going off on, oh, we're bringing everything we got at you and this and that. And, you know, Rosie Perez. Oh, you made us look so you made us look so fucking weak. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, too. And you can tell they've had a long history. Where it's, man, you, man, you know what I'm saying? You used to be the one of the baddest motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yep. You know what I'm saying? They, they got kind of a, they got that going on between them dynamic where she kind of, you know, of course he's fucking on her, but she got some pull, too, because she's, you know, she's a police officer, obviously, you know what I mean? But she's also a dirty cop, so she got a rep. Yeah. Yep. And then we get right to We always get these random, like, heartfelt, you know, scenes between Franco and Seth Rogen. Literally- I know. BFFs. Yep, Cozy they- BFFs. Cozy be- bogey BFFs. They got to mix those in. And uh, it's funny. Um, they're like, they, I need to get, we, they got all the weed. It's like, man, we need to get to, uh, like, we need to get on a train or something. And he was like, oh, I only got 30 something dollars. And he's like, that won't get us two. And he was like, well, what if we like took some of the weed and sold it? You think we could do that? He's like, oh, come on, man. That's what I do. Hey, this is the best though, man, because man, the next montage when they hit the high school. <laughs> and he's talking shit about him. He's like, look at Chachi dancing over there. He's like, who the fuck's Chachki? <laughs> 
they don't know any of these fucking guys. And uh, yeah, they're smoking with the teenagers. And he's like, all right, get, get a handful for however much. Who knows how much they got. But they got a nice little amount of money from those three guys. But man, they got uh, they got caught by the little, the little police liaison who was on site. James Franco goes to go ahead and go get some food and get some slushies. And uh, but the, the police liaison rolls up on Seth Rogen and uh, puts him in cuffs. And he was like, oh, it's just weed. I thought it was decriminalized. And <laughs> selling weed oh, yeah. to my students is not decriminalized. <laughs> this is funny. And Serge, yeah, one of the one of the quotes, <laughs> oh, big sexy with the glasses on his ID. And uh, yeah, she uh, they got it all in there, you know, the hit and run, because obviously Rosie Perez is a cop and she could put that out like on him and his car, which I don't, they find out his name. I guess they don't know his, uh, his plates or anything like that. But yeah, just, it gets real weird for a second because she's about to arrest him. But then he's like talking to her and he was like, I witnessed this and this. And she was like, wait, so you saw Ted Jones kill this person? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a cop. And she was like, I think I know that bitch. And he was like, I will identify that bitch (laughs) as they're driving. And then, but James Franco comes out with the, uh, he comes out and pretty much gets hit by the car. I don't know what his plan was, but he pretty much gets hit by the car because the lady's like looking back and like talking to Seth Rogen as she's driving. Slushy all over the car. And then we get a big chase scene and I have that loaded up for us. Let's check it out. There we go. smoke so literally we're like smoking the entire movie pretty much and wow i remember just dying so hard at this part because you think he's really gonna kick the window out and he just cracks a hole with his foot and he's just driving with his foot out of the car for like a minute or two i didn't recognize that street that was i'm pretty sure that was vermont which i live like block east of it okay on the south and on the south of downtown more closer to south but when they uh, shoot south la so how does that work when they shoot a scene like that? They just shut down the street? They shut down the street for that. Something like that, for sure. They shut down the yeah. street. Because they, yeah, they had their own cars, their own fake cars and stuff. Yeah, that are going to be driving. Cars. Yeah, to make yeah. it look like traffic and stuff. Yeah. That's they, a wide street. Because the way oh, that they shot it, man, they're just right in traffic. You know, I'm assuming it's stunt drivers. 
who are around because they actually do hit like one of the cars, you know, but the guy like mm-hmm. doesn't freak out or create a big accident or anything. But that's what I'm is it like stunt drivers if they're like anywhere close to the action going on? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. stunt drivers. Like even if you drive a car like, you know, 10 feet, it's not even a that's considered a stunt. <clears throat> Let alone what they're doing there. You know, it looks like they're driving fast. They're not really driving fast. They're driving kind of slowish. Well, I think, is it just me or was it sped up to maybe like two or three times? Like yeah, it's sped up. Like, Typically, okay. it's sped up as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. They're, just, they're driving at one speed, but low. they do it to two or three times because a couple times it looks like they're cutting so fast. It's like, man, there's no way that there they're was, getting around like that. Yeah. So we have the old car chase and everything. And then... Dale's got to get on the phone and tell uh, tell her home, tell his girl about all the drama going on, and that uh, really that he's gonna fix everything. You can't leave yet, and uh, yeah, we're gonna try to fix everything and just stay there, pretty much. And uh, she's pissed off at him. She hates him. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out! Uh, I want to shout out Heart to Star Kid right now. I don't know if he popped in watching because he was texting me right now, but he was like, "How you like the first triple digits day out here in the back?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not liking it. You know, like, I would describe it as sweaty. And there he goes, right into the Matrix. What? He just, <laughs> he just dipped down. I thought he just dipped out his body, but his whole feed went off. So, right after, no. yeah, Seth Rogen gets really pissed at James Franco. And, like, a lot of the, you know, cats come out of the bag, like, his real feelings, you know, towards him. And pretty much everything comes out where he's like, you know what, was, I'm a better friend than you. And he was like, well, when I said I was your friend, you didn't even say anything. And he was like, yeah, it's because we aren't friends. And yeah, Franco got so fucking pissed at that. You playing that clip? No, I, did, I didn't have, I, don't, I wasn't able to get that yeah, one. That was funny. But yeah, that was a, it was a crazy scene. They're going back and forth. It's a heated exchange. And then, oh, okay, that's how you feel, bro. And uh, what did he say? Yeah, you can't put Pandora back in the box. And he even said it at the end, like, oh, I'm sorry, man. That sounded even bad coming out of yeah. my mouth. And uh, he was like, you know what? He throws the change out. Get yourself a meal and supersize it, you bitch. And then they both go their separate ways. And then they're both, like, crying. <laughs> James Franco's, like, eating a burrito, like, on a swing set or something, just, like, crying his eyes out. And then Dale calls up Angie, and he's just, he's, like, crying. Do you remember that scene at all? Dale Denton. Seth Rogen. Yeah, I do. I do remember that scene. Not really specifically, but I do remember him crying and she's kind of consoling him. She kind of was falling for it or covering yeah. something. She, or like, I miss you so much and I'm just going yeah. to figure out how to make this work. And she's like crying on the other end. I love you so much. And she was like, I just want to marry you. He's like, oh, yeah. you know what? You might be kind of stupid to take me back. I don't know what he thought. He even says it like on there when she's like, I'm way more mature than you. I had lost my virginity at 14. She's yeah. like, how many girls have you even had sex with? He was like, it's like two and a half. And she's like, two and a half? What do you mean? Was the half your hand? <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't, doesn't even make sense. He was like, yeah, you know what? He was like, I don't remember what it was. Maybe I just stuck my balls in or something. I just remember at the time I couldn't get a couple points. Shoehorned him then. <laughs> a little shoehorn action going on. But pretty much Dale is to me, just what he kind of seems like to me, just one of those 25 year old, like super squarish, you know, nerd guys who probably had sex with one girl, you know, maybe in college somewhere. And then this is like his second, like 
girl that he's had sex with and maybe even first girlfriend. Wow. That's what I get That's out of low. here. That's low, 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 lower than low. Because <laughs> look at the way he's acting, you know, with everything. <laughs> a bit a bit simpish, you're saying? Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, I mean, true. he was calling her. I mean, he's more upset about James Franco than he really is about her because that's why he's like crying. But he like feels so alone. And I need you, Angie. <laughs> he doesn't want to be alone enough to marry her or anything. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. He's not that much of a simp. He came back to life right there (laughs) when she said that. And Peacock said Dale looked 35 at least. For sure. He looks super old. Let's see. How old would he have been really in? Well, he's 25, playing 25. Yeah, yeah, nah. He was was born in 82. So what would he have been? He would have been 23, 24, 26. So he was playing his age, even though he may just look older. But yeah. But he does. So James Franco, he had to go check on his bubby and his grandma uh, is what I'm assuming. And uh, she's at the retirement home and he had to go change her clocks. But while he's there, Budlovsky and Matheson show up and there's a big scrum. James Franco grabs a coffee pot and hits Matheson with it and totally fucks him up. But then they take him, they kidnap him, they throw him in a van and then they're gone. So the story just keeps escalating more and more. And then you finally see them go to the hideout or whatever that Red was talking about. Ted's got this ultimate huge hideout. And it ends up being in the same place where the initial scene happened in the underground bunker. And yeah, 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 they go that that deep, deep underground again. Yeah, they take me 40 years later. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if you noticed it, but it's like the room that they throw him into was like, in the beginning, it was the room where he was smoking weed. And they were like observing him. I don't know if you caught that or not. No, you're right. I missed that. Yeah. The room's all jacked up and everything. And that's all kind of like burnt and all that. But yeah, they take him down. They take him down through all the weed. Welcome back, Bogey. Yeah. Sorry, Matrix Living. They uh, they walk through the big bunker and they're all the weed and James Franco's reading like all the different weed, uh, the weed strains out and all that. And yeah, and at the time, these are some fire strains of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. OG Kush and I can't, Purple Skunk. I can't remember what some of the other ones were, but he was super excited at the end. Did they even have Grand, didn't they even have Granddaddy Purple in there? Oh yeah, I think they did. You know yep. what I'm saying? Those are real, uh, real strains. Yeah. yeah, but see, but and this is what's cool is because you know I'll, I'm in my early 20s at the time when this movie comes out, and these are things that we're smoking on. I was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're knowing. Yep. You feel me? Like, like okay, you know what I mean? And so, uh, so yeah, they throw him in the room, and then you see it cuts back to Dale, who goes back to Red's house, <laughs> and Red. I, I don't even know. He doesn't even know what's going on necessarily. It looks like he's sleeping and Dale comes in on him. He's in the bathroom. He's in the tub, right? He's in the tub. He's listening to the crossroads. He's got like top ramen noodles and and what's it called? And wine coolers like right there on the bathroom. The bathroom toilet. He basically thinks he's about to die. This is his last meal, essentially. 
You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy is that like he's drinking the wine coolers and with them gunshots, of course, that's just gonna make you bleed out faster. I'm sure, you know what I mean? So he's just dying, you know what I mean? But he's fighting, man. He was doing rather well considering the two shots, though. Yeah. yeah. You think he'd be, his body was getting cold, he'd be I shaking mean, in his boots and stuff, but he was still kind of quite mobile. Fight too. They fucked him up during the fight, hit him with the bong, the bong mitzvah, broke oh, the yeah, glass. Too. Threw him head first into the wall, you know, the crazy <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and you know what that's a montage? You know what that's an homage to? They energized the bunny. You know, nah, when they put his head in the wall. Oh, well, that one. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Come on. You're right. There was something. Hold on a second. Come on. I better be right when I say this, too. I'm going to be funny if I even... If wait, I, there's something there. Hold on. It's 16 candles. Oh. Yeah. Remember um, 16 candles? The dude's hella partying. He's like, yeah. He's so hyped. He's yeah. Mike, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, the blonde, little blonde skinny yeah, guy, right? Wow. He smashed his head into the wall. He's just stuck. Yeah, how'd you remember that one? I remember seeing Come that on. in the theater when I was a kid. Because I used out. to, I, I remember dying when I first saw that movie. Because obviously, when I saw it, it was already like on VHS. Yeah, the big, the big muscle guy picked him up, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. There's two guys. There's two guys, right? Yep, pulled him yeah, up out of that thing. Right, that's it. There's two guys. I lift them up, and they kind of they shoved them. And then he said, oh, "Please be gentle," or something. He said something before they shoved them into the wall, and then he ended up underneath the coffee, the glass coffee coffee table. Yeah, and he was I, stuck in. He was stuck in there after the party was over. Then the I guy, the main guy, right. yeah, then the main. Right about that one, but yeah, you, know, you remember I, it too, yeah. so for sure. Well, yeah, it was those two big muscle dudes. They were drinking not bongs, but what's those? With their guzzling beers or something, weren't they? Yeah, beer bongs. Yeah, beer bongs. The beer bong. Yeah, I think or yeah, and they shoved the anyway. He ended up in the, underneath the glass coffee table. And I think this is a good time to wrap up Act Two. Uh, we got just the, a handful of final scenes. Tune in next time for Act 3. Will our heroes make it? Stay tuned. We shall see. Go subscribe to, <laughs> Thank the, you, podcast. Go subscribe <laughs> to the podcast, Silver Screen Breakdowns, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Silver Screen Breakdown. And let it remind them, Nelson, where to find you at and everything you got going on. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Nelson Tynes, search window. And then on YouTube, I have demo reels and two montages, films that are on commercials before I got to doing films. On YouTube, search the same name, Nelson Tynes. You'll find me there too. And Facebook if you want, but I don't go over there that too much yet. But hey, things may change. Thank you. We'll see you for Act 3. Peace out. <laughs>